on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. And before we begin today's discussion, here is some genre-related news. American cartoonist Al Jaffe celebrated his 101st birthday on March 13th. Jaffe is best known for his work on Mad Magazine, which included his trademark feature, The Mad Fold-In. Jaffe was the longest-running contributor to the satirical publication, having been a regular for 65 years. He retired in 2020 from the comics industry, in which he had been active since 1941. Jaffe is a National Cartoonist Society Rubin Award winner and a member of the Will Eisner Hall of Fame. Happy birthday, Al. Paul Wesley has been cast as young James T. Kirk in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Wesley is known to genre audiences for having starred in The Vampire Diaries. He also appeared on Smallville. New trailers dropped this week for Marvel Studios' Ms. Marvel and Season 2 of Keith Knight's Woke. You can view the trailers on one of the FF social media pages. And while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. And, and I really do mean that. <laughs> I want you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We love to be followed and we... Sorry, we like to be followed and we love to be liked. Ms. Marvel premieres June 8th on Disney Plus, and Woke returns to Hulu for its second season on April 8th. James Samuel is adapting Boom Studios comic series Irredeemable and Incorruptible into a feature written by Kemp Powers. The original comics were written by Mark Wade and illustrated by Peter Krauss, Diego Barreto, and Eduardo Barreto. They ran between 2009 and 2012. Irredeemable was an effective deconstruction of one of the more well-known superhero tropes. It told the story of how a Superman-like character turned evil and became the world's worst villain. Conversely, Incorruptible was the tale of how the world's worst villain responds to that transformation and himself becomes a hero. Samuel, Jay-Z, and James Lasseter will executive produce. The Batman is expected to win the domestic box office again this weekend. It opened in China earlier this week. While receipts have been low, the film ranked on top of the mainland China box office chart with a 70% market share. The Batman has earned over $510 million worldwide, with $263 million of that coming from the domestic box office. It is expected to surpass $300 million domestically by this weekend, which would make it only the second pandemic-era release to do so after Spider-Man No Way Home. GalaxyCon is this weekend in Richmond, Virginia, billed as a three-day festival of fandom celebrating comic books, 
pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy, anime, gaming, cosplay, and more. GalaxyCon is also offering live streams of its various events and panels that will be available for 10 days after the event. The show began yesterday and runs through tomorrow at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. You can get more details via the website at galaxycon.com. Some sad news this week as William Hurt passed away on March 13th. The actor was known to genre audiences for his work as General Thunderbolt Ross in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as well as having starred as Professor John Robinson in the 1998 movie reboot of Lost in Space, and as Duke Leto Atreides in the Sci-Fi Channel TV adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune. He was 71. Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams appeared in a cameo role as the president of United Earth on the season finale of Star Trek Discovery. Abrams is a serious Star Trek fan who happily agreed to play the part when the show's creators approached her last year. The only condition was that the creators not spoil the show for her and give her only the directions necessary to complete her scene. Abrams wanted to be able to just watch it and enjoy when the show finally came out. Spider-Man No Way Home became available for on-demand viewing earlier this week. The movie is still in theatrical release and has earned $1,878,000,000 worldwide. We're talking about some of those news items and more on today's show. Joining me are Roberto Ortiz, Camille Richardson, and Black Gorbachev, Philip Jean-Pierre. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi, Philip. Hey there. Hey, Gorbachev. Hey. hey. <laughs> Got to say, hey, Black Gorbachev. <laughs> <laughs> the weird part is that I haven't seen Roberto in a long time. Like this is the first time we've actually chatted by our voice. I know. <laughs> they don't let me out much. The little guy basically has total control of my life. So trust me. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea that you guys hadn't spoken. See, that's one of the things I love about Fantastic Forum: bringing people together. Well, and what better platform on which to meet than that of science fiction, uh, fantasy, comics, and horror fandom? It just, it makes me all tingly inside. <laughs> 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 it's hey, so look, right there. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, last week, we were talking about the Batman, mm -hmm. and I really, I had meant to get to one of what I thought was one of the bigger things that came out last week, but the Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah, trailer, well, yes. they called it a yeah. teaser trailer, and yeah. we're probably better off because Camille is one of the most <laughs> dedicated, <laughs> detailed Star Wars fans I know. He's so obsessive. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get out of her way. Okay. That's okay. I mean, it is my destiny. It doesn't have to be excessive. That is all Camille on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I have at it. Hey, look. I, I, I just, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know. A lot, okay, because I haven't finished Clone Wars. I don't even know who this Grand Inquisitor well, is. He hasn't gotten the Rebels yet. He hasn't gotten the Rebels yet, and there and there's yeah. a whole reason as to why we 
they essentially took out Darth Maul, and I think that's because of Rebels. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. yeah. So the, the whole trailer, the teaser trailer, it's supposed to be only the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. They really? haven't gone into the rest of it, correct. Wow. And, you know, that's just kind of getting the setup with the Inquisitors and then, of course, bringing back the Grand Inquisitor, which is awesome. Um, but I've heard by, what, episode three, Vader comes in, and then he's the, the, the main antagonist from there on from the rest of the show. I'm getting mm -hmm. goosebumps. But wow. then it just came out this week that uh, initially, they did an overhaul with the show. Yes. That initially, it was actually going to be Darth Maul bringing him in and then, you know, continuing that uh, narrative. But I understand why they cut it, even though I'm kind of sad, but I'm also happy because Vader. But <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the fact is, now you're not to Rebels yet, so I'm sorry. I'm going to, you know, spoil this, however. That's okay. You know, there I'll is a, the there is a finality around. between Maul and Obi-Wan in Rebels. And it's so beautifully done. God, yeah. And it's so, there's so much behind the actions in it, especially with the different mm -hmm. versions of lightsaber dueling that. Obi-Wan kind of switches between from the different eras and then sets on Qui-Gon. But mm -hmm. there's just kind of almost no point to do the Maul stuff when it's so close to Rebels since we're going to get that in Rebels and it was perfectly done. If anything, I want to see... I want to see everything from Solo. I want to see, you know, Crimson Dawn. I want to yeah. see those syndicates. I want to see him the as the head of the underworld, and that's really where I would like to see him live action. But I think Andor Vader's is probably going to cover big a deal. lot of the underworld part because they they just announced that they're going to do a August. second. Yeah, is, the first is season is coming, and they just greenlight the second season. So I suspect that a lot of the underworld is going to be explored on Andor, which it's perfect. It's a perfect sell for it. And I agree with you. Uh, Yuli, seriously, you want to see why we worship the Grano Filoni? <laughs> Filoni <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is a weird guy that basically knows how to end the story well. And both the, rev the ending of Clone Wars and the ending of Rebels were like, oh my God endings it's like, i mean i cried in both yes it's it's, like, it's just the character development oh my his, his God, ability yeah. to to make it so emotional and to have you really care about these characters and, and to have such relationships with these yep. characters where you know I, that couldn't even happen in the sequel trilogy so no, the fact that we get that yeah. and some of the strongest stuff is the animated is unbelievably impressive yes and sure. the thing is the way he does the character development and the if, if at the end of the story you feel the journey was worth it. Mm -hmm. Hold hold on, Roberto, because uh, it, Philip has been trying to get a word. <laughs> in no, so, so I come from Obi Wan from a different angle. So I'm excited for Obi Wan because I know exactly how closely it ties to Rebels. Now this is where I may be considered a bad fan. I actually prefer Rebels over the Clone Wars. I think Rebels nothing wrong Rebels, with that. Rebels right felt that. Rebels felt like a more tighter story and honestly it was an easier jumping on point yeah. um, for me than the Clone Wars and I, and I was a little skeptical about Obi-Wan because I was just like what could they do to it and that teaser trailer while you know I'm like I said I'm not that like I have my issues with Star Wars and the Luke Skywalker package <laughs> oh, by, by the way uh, uh, you want to hear Philip want to hear a good joke I like to tell about Rebels Rebels yeah. basically started like the Dukes of Hazzard and then me pointing the show, somebody decided to kill, uh, uh, Boss uh, Hog decided to kill Roscoe. And you're like, yeah. what just happened? <laughs> they just killed, oh my God. It, it, it is, like it truly is. Cause like Rebels, I think it's like great jumping on point, Obi-Wan going into it. And I'm watching the trailer going, oh, this is gonna make me want to go back to rewatch Rebels. Yeah. Cause yeah. there is like, it, it, in my opinion, no, first the Clone Wars. Rebels did more to expand the Star Wars universe 
um, than probably any other vehicle they put out. And I'm including the, the trilogy movies, which are its own little special thing. But I felt more expansive in the universe watching Rebels, which is why I'm excited about Obi-Wan to see what they come up with. Also, uh, what's her name in the, in the all-black sister? I saw, oh, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. The fifth sister. Um. Yes. Yes, and then what we also well no the fifth brother the fi yes the fifth and then I forget I forget what the numbers because I also Four get sister? a little bit yeah colluded with you know yeah. Jedi Fallen Order because you have more Inquisitors mm -hmm. in that as well because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you I would snitch on Obi Wan for her I'm not even gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but 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 the fight between Ahsoka and those guys was uh, yes oh, that was oh, incredible and then you actually God. see Maul at some of his most most ruthless yeah uh, with some of those battles as well but I think especially if you kind of compare the two I mean I will say Rebels is more hopeful yeah. it does give more of that um, that love that you kind of get from like the original trilogy in terms of like anybody can 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 build from this and even if you may be small we can all work together and try to build towards something hopeful where Clone Wars yeah. really is the destruction of the Republic, the things that end up, you know, turning Anakin over to the dark side. It's, it's much more political there. But the cool thing that they're doing it with Obi-Wan is that they wisely decided, you know what, things in the world are kind of dark right now. So basically, people need a segue to some hope. And the mere fact that this man finds somehow hope and apparently we're not mm -hmm. staying on Tatooine, which is really interesting. Yes. We're going <laughs> off-world. We're going to um, Vader's fortress, as Ooh. well as the one that was actually in Jedi Fallen Order at the very end, where you end up fighting Trilla and Vader's there. Um, so spooky. I'm so glad you didn't actually have to fight him, because I would have lost it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're definitely going off-world, which would be cool. And, and from what I understand, there's going to be a lot dealing with not just Vader, but also Anakin. So we may be getting mm -hmm. Clone Wars flashbacks, which I'm unbelievably excited for and it sounds like we're going to get a grand uh, saber battle between Obi-Wan and Vader uh, possibly <laughs> back on Mustafar and getting and we're getting a much more vengeful ruthless dark Vader so we're kind of getting like that uh, rogue yeah. one era I'm not taking no crap I am like <laughs> <laughs> the hell with you Jedi and, and you know New Republic people <laughs> <laughs> well, she well Camille's Camille's absolutely right because let's face it. By the time we get to the trilogy, John Vader's a little softer, you know. He's, got, he's, a, he's a little more pensive, and I mean, excluding the Force choke, which, you know, that never that, that never gets old. But um, he's a he's a little more reserved. Like once you've killed everything, you know, you kind of go start getting set in your ways. And Rogue One is going. This is this is the dude that that, that helped Order sixty six happen. This the one I'm this the one I'm looking for. I'm sure he's just like. Original trilogy, like this is my retirement plan. This is not going the way I expected this to. <laughs> is there any chance that we might see Darking? By the way, hold that thought one second. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA. FM Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Philip Jean Pierre, Black Gorbachev. Camille Richardson and Roberto Ortiz. We've been talking a little bit about the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is going to make its streaming debut on Disney Plus. And they dropped a trailer last yeah. week, and it was really cool. <laughs> and we're talking a little bit about that. So, um, Roberto, before uh, the more those who are more knowledgeable among us address your question, I just want to say that I hadn't been 
terribly excited about this when they first announced it. I mean, it's going to be great to see uh, Ewan McGregor uh, revisiting the role, the but goat. I'm like, yeah. but it's like, what, come on, what is, what sorry, is there? Goodness. Well, uh, uh, yeah, you should be saying sorry to Sir Alec, <laughs> <laughs> the man who originated the role. Oh my goodness! And you know, I mean, he well, but I digress. But so look, I hadn't been that excited because I'm like, yeah, what is there to do? What's there to tell? You know, I, he's looking out for Luke. Luke is just a little kid. Yeah, the the those twin sons on Tatooine are. Ryan, uh, Obi-Wan, and Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru out, like, stupidly, <laughs> because in only 10 years, that crap aged them, like, horrendously, but... They um, all got aged. Anyone who, na- who knew Anakin aged terribly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's hard to maintain skincare when you're running for your life. <laughs> <laughs> or just the stress of what that man could do. <laughs> but I gotta believe that it wasn't widely known that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. No, it wasn't. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually thought that Not Anakin had died. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The only uh, hell, even when spoiler from Rebels, when Ahsoka found out, yeah, she, she didn't know. She was like, "Oh hmm. my god, uh, what happened to you?" <laughs> but, 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 uh, but my understanding about the way she finds out <laughs> is kind of startling, you know. Oh, it's not it, like it's, somebody it's, just tells her. I mean, no. it, it's sort of no. it, it, in the course of what she is doing literally flashing know, in is, my brain and i like immediately feel sadness well yeah. it's one of the reasons that i'm i'm and i'm i got i'm down to the last four episodes of clone wars Ooh. and yeah but see, mm. but like see the, the best four but yeah and and, and that's Ooh. why because i tell you what i have been amazing. down to the last four episodes for at least a month now, because I don't want to move on. I'm just not ready. This is mean, but this is the groundwork for Mandalorian. Literally, yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Everything that we're dealing with, even with Boba Fett, like it's all the yeah. groundwork. But here's, and it's not, it's not an issue, Camille. It's just <laughs> th- this is where I was, and you all are laughing. I'm being very yeah, serious. See, yeah. when I got there, I just restarted it, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> see, you got to appreciate my perspective looking at all this because in 1977 when all this stuff came out there was nothing there was just this one movie it was called star wars at the time which is why i always got to drop in with the film they now call a new hope and Julie, I saw that this, movie in the movie theater, and I don't this, regret seeing yeah, well, any of this. Okay, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you know, it's but again, 1977. I'm seeing it in the theater, you know, young kid, and I, I'm. I mean, I was very struck by what I was watching. I had no idea that this thing was going to be the pop culture juggernaut that it became. I mean, even, but I'll tell you something, even at the time, the marketing projections, uh, and and this was out back then, it was like 1978, Mm -hmm. the marketing projections were that if no new material came out, they could have kept selling Star Wars toys off of that movie for another 20 years. Easily. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, and, <laughs> yep. and, and it's one of the elements of genius of Lucas that he got to control the marketing. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, the studios, yeah, you can have the marketing. What the heck? Part of the reason so, he was able to turn down $4 billion when he sold the thing to Disney. But, again, I digress. What, what I was going to say was that nobody had an idea what this thing was going to be. And so I have watched over the course of my life, because it's the other thing, Star Wars was a coming-of-age story. And I was in 
seventh grade, <laughs> you know, going 11. to see this movie. I mean, I was coming of age as Luke was coming of age. This was, yeah. in some ways, mm-hmm. I, I identified with this character. And so watching over the course of my life as this thing has become the modern-day mythology and incredibly influential in our culture as it has mm-hmm has been a very interesting journey for me. And so when I listen to everything that you all are saying, um, I mean, there's a there's a certain element of melancholy because I was deceived watching Star Wars. I believed Obi-Wan when he said, yes, a young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pure little <laughs> From a certain point of view. Evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. He betrayed and murdered your father. And I'm like, oh, we're going to get that. We're going to get him. <laughs> We're going to get him. Yeah. You know? And then to find out the, in, it, the, the, the twist of that story. No, Darth Vader did not kill your father. Darth Vader is your father. And he's the one who betrayed the Jedi. And, I mean, it was just, oh, oh my goodness. And so when the prequel trilogy came out, and knowing what I knew, uh, it, it mm-hmm. was... It, it got to be very difficult when I got to Revenge of the Sith. And that's part of the reason that I haven't been able to watch those last four episodes Actually, of Clone Wars. Because this is... It's a it's an awful... Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful, awful Sadness, story. Yeah. Sad. I mean, it's Absolutely. just rips your guts out. I 100. mean... Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just, well, I just have... With all the other stuff going on in the world, I just haven't been no, ready but Yuli, for that. That's why we're begging you to see the last four episodes of Clone Wars. Because... They address exactly that. The whole point of impending unavoidable tragedy that people know, some people know, and you know who I'm talking about because I'm not going to spoil it, who know this is going to happen. And people who are the good guys decide, no, this is inconceivable and decide to do nothing about it. I mean, it, 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 there is a lot of tragedy. There oh, is a yeah. lot of darkness. But I think There's even with too. with those that you still do get hope with, you know, Ahsoka lives and she still really? carries the values yeah. of a lot of what the Jedi should have been. And you still see yeah. her carry that through. And then, you know, we do have others like Cal Kestis, mm. which I'm desperately hoping that we get him in some form um, in, in some of these shows coming up. But... It, 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 even though they are gut-wrenching, it is still hopeful and beautiful that yeah. some still hold on to that view and, and and want to, which was where Rebels comes in, which I think is what Philip yeah. was saying. You know, it's, 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 it's a yeah. little bit different and it's easier to take in because it is more of a story of driving hope. And it is very similar yeah. to like, you know, Lord of the Rings and you have, yeah. even the smallest person can make the biggest difference. Mm. And that's well, why the stories inter- matter. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing about the here's here's the genius of the Clone Wars. Now, I agree that I say I pick Rebels or Clone Wars. Clone Wars is still genius. Like honestly, if you watch the prequel and you go into Clone Wars, there is a part of you that, like you said, that tragedy is there. But watching it kind of unfold, you still see it keeps you vested, even though you know it does not end well. Like Absolutely. because, like you said, because there are people. Who, you know, despite what happens, like, I can't mention Rebels because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. But, like, there are characters that carry over from Clone Wars. There are things from Clone Wars that carries over into Mandalorian. That you, But as you watch it, you start to realize that, yeah, even in the darkest days, and, you know, Obi-Wan says it, like, even in the darkest days, there's still hope. And it's, like, Clone Wars keeps that part alive. Like, granted, 
they're the dark days but towards the end you start to realize that it's not there is like you said leading into the actual the, the original trilogy there is a new hope coming and, and the weird yeah. thing is that it's a kind of content that retroactively makes the previous content better it's a weird thing it's it's a genius yeah. shows fix the movies in a lot of ways oh my god yeah they fix yeah. the character of, uh, the, the holes of anna king clone wars fills them really well in terms of explaining yeah i don't blame mm -hmm. hayden christensen for that though by the way it was no 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 here's my issue and again this is as somebody who has been there from the very beginning with this and watched the whole story unfold um, there, I still have not gotten satisfaction and yeah so Return of the Jedi and uh, the Emperor seems to be dead and <laughs> Darth Vader gains <laughs> a measure of redemption <laughs> and you know yes everything is uh, looking yeah, yeah. very hopeful for the uh, for Luke and Leia and Han and for the galaxy and then mm -hmm we get that third trilogy <laughs> and it's yeah, well, like we don't wait a minute we just don't pretend yeah. it's headcanon well but <laughs> yeah we, uh, but it kind of is I it's know. like oh wow but, i mean mm -hmm. and, and what they did to luke skywalker in that actually honestly that is even even what we've seen of luke in the mandalorian because you know, and, and, and Philip, <laughs> you, you were cracking me up in an earlier episode. I remember it's like laying out that choice. It's Such like, hey, thing. you can have like the cool sweaty your dad did it for you, or you know. Like I said, this goes this goes back to my argument about Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is your pinnacle character. He's the archetype that essentially you base all your characters on. The thing is that you need to let Luke live his life, like leave him alone. Because at a certain point, there's all, at, a certain, at a certain point, you can only make him a hero. And at that point, the longer you stay with him, you got no choice but to start to deconstruct him. But hmm. then you got the Lou Skywalker who basically kicks a small child off his planet like a latchkey kid. You know, good luck. So talk, about, talk about good luck. Talk about good luck. In your future endeavors. Can't get over R2, take him back. I still can't get over the two of them still trying to push the Jedi away when it's like, you you don't want attachments, you don't want any of this, but the whole reason why you were able to save the galaxy and have your father come to your side was attachments. The, your you, father helped you. See, see, Camille, that is exactly my problem. Yes. And when you learn more about the, and I don't, well, I, I don't mean to sound like a Sith here, but when you <laughs> learn more about the dogma of the Jedi, yeah. I mean, it's like this. I mean, I, and I'll tell you what, you this is I as somebody who watching that first movie, when, I mean, because I was there, the minute, what, what is it? It's your father's lightsaber. You know, and here's the thing, and it's like laser beam comes out three feet and stops. I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Killed but a bunch of kids you with find it. out. Well, yes, there is that. But <laughs> you, uh, no, you find out he killed a bunch of kids with it. No, but you find out that, never that not be being funny. a Jedi wasn't nearly as cool as I thought it was. It's like, wait a minute, mm. what? You gotta eschew uh, attachments with people? Wait a minute, what? You <laughs> kidnap they, they, children? Yeah, kidnap children and indoctrinate them into this thing like yeah. child warriors. <laughs> I mean, this is, and that's why I say, I don't understand why they haven't evolved, because the Jedi, I mean, they need to do some more movies where well, they go with the gray Jedi, it's it's not mm -hmm. the light, it's not the dark, it's a combination, and you can, you can have attachments, you can have other stuff, and a whole new philosophy for this thing going forward. But so that would be a good so thing. You'll delve into that, I believe. I'll, I'll give you mm. an example of something based on real life. Uh, as you know, I'm Catholic, right? Mm 
They got to the church. I'm sorry. Ha, ha, I know. It's okay. I know. I. Oh my God. I mean, Matt Murdock me. was. So. Oh, I'm married about this. The best of us. But, but, but here's a weird thing. On the hundreds and hundreds of years, 2,000 years that the church has existed, how significantly has the church has changed? It takes a long time for an institution that has lasted that long to adapt and change. And it's completely believable that the Jedi Order would basically just stagnate and not change because things have worked out so well for so many years. Well, and that's why somebody like Yoda, who has been with them for thousand, what, a thousand years, for the love of God, would basically have a freaking Sith Lord in front of his damn face and I mean, not be able to see him. But you you want to get me started they're, on they're, organized they're, religion, you know. but a lot of the oh, comes from I'll, that I'll kind it, of stuff. So I'll join you, please. Realistic Burn it to the ground. I'm okay with that. But <laughs> to... to to Roberto's point about the evolution, I would agree with you, except for the fact that they killed about two generations of Jedi, and there's a point where it stopped. All of the literature was gone, all of the documentation was gone, and yet somehow they managed to go back to the same thing that got them killed in the first place. Like that is, yeah. I, <laughs> that is one thing I, I do feel- appreciate out of Last Jedi is when Yoda is basically like, dude. Let it go. Let it burn. It didn't work. Like, <laughs> like we got. Uh, uh, yeah, I imagine. Like, oh, I really do hope we do get Qui Gon of some kind. And that could Kenobi. happen. I mean, he never figured out how to become a Force ghost. He was one of the few who studied it, so he mm-hmm. can project his voice. But that would be interesting to kind of see that full narrative come back to see kind of maybe what he might say to Kenobi. And um, um, Liam Neeson has not made a paycheck, he would say no I, to I was going to say, <laughs> they could maybe pay Liam Neeson. You <laughs> 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 know, actors are good at lying about not being in things. Andrew Garfield. But, you know, so it could very well be true. For, for the record, Shh, what, would say? what would Keegan say? I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Right? The biggest I told you so I, but, I, I, The question I would really want to know, are we getting Tarkin? Wait, wait, Tarkin. wait, wait. On that oh. note, that musical cue means huh. it's time for us to take a short break because Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. It's a community radio station, which means, among other things, that it's non-commercial. The station relies on the underwriters, the sponsors, and listeners like you to be able to continue to broadcast the quality content that the Arlington, Virginia area has come to rely upon and love. Visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, ArlingtonMedia.org, to find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of the Institution of Community Media today. But on that note, we've got a lot more Fantastic Forum coming up including the answer to Roberto's question about what happens with Tarkin, whether or not he's in this. And we may even talk a little bit about the cameo appearance of Stacey Abrams in the recent Discovery finale. But all of that is coming up right after this. Don't go away.
And welcome back to Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Camille Richardson, Philip Jean-Pierre, and Roberto Ortiz. And when we went into the break, we were talking a little bit about the trailer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries that is coming not soon enough to Disney Plus. And uh, a lot of stuff coming out of this particular miniseries. Um, Roberto had just posed the question to those who are more knowledgeable than I. What about Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin? Well, excuse me, he probably it has not reached the rank of Grand Moff at this point. He hasn't killed enough people yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's straightening that out. I mean, boy, we saw in Rogue One, he was taking care of all that. <laughs> but the question is, the cool thing about that character, by the way, that that's why I love him so much, is that there's no redemption arc for this no. guy or, or nothing. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> not even Clone Wars and Rebels. Nope. No. It's like, I'm really a fascist and really, I mean it. I, I Every bone of my being believes in this philosophy and I have no problem killing a lot of people because of it. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, wow. even down to Bad Batch and how he yeah. was trying to work the, the clones out of no longer being troopers and, and yeah. how they were mm -hmm. starting to bring in the actual stormtroopers and how uh, death troopers started. And mm -hmm. the whole point of the Sumters, by the way, is that on purpose they're supposed to be cannon folder. Stop me if anything in real life sounds familiar. <laughs> but <laughs> stop. <laughs> 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 but that's the whole point of the stormtroopers that yeah. they were too good and they needed literally cannon folder mm. it's insane yeah. it's like, like, I've, I've hey, read nothing on Tarkin but I could see it have you guys seen believe it or not and it's the gift that keeps on giving uh, I found some uh, unused footage from uh, the original Star Wars just recently and it was a scene you remember that scene where um, Tarkin and Vader first come in where Tarkin tells the other generals that the Imperial Senate has been dissolved uh -huh. well there was mm -hmm. like a scene there was more to that scene mm. and uh, the guy who was complaining about uh, how who got the, choked well, no, no, no. The other guy, the oh, one who's okay. talking about uh, the rebellion will continue to gain a foothold in the Imperial Senate. And then he said, no, the Imperial Senate will no longer be of any consequence. No, that guy. Uh, all right. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there was like the true believer guy who was like, don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord that's Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah that's but the right. other guy, because um, the other guy <clears throat> had just been talking about how, um, uh, well, because apparently it had been enough time that the Jedi weren't exactly forgotten, but nobody got it. What are and we talking, 14 or 15 years by that point? Yeah, That's actually yeah, unbelievable. And, and, well, yeah, and because Vader was like the only one. I mean, I gather the Grand Inquisitor had been successful in hunting down whatever few remaining Jedi there might have been. Uh, well, many of them. I mean, you know, the the, the slickest ones like Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. You know, who, well, I know an Ahsoka wasn't really a Jedi, sort of Ronin, you know. But, but anyway, but all that to say that... Um, there, there, there was not a full appreciation on the part of the Starfleet officers for who Vader was, and obviously you saw <laughs> that, that yeah. Yeah, with <laughs> that guy. You know, it's like you know, it, it has your sad devotion to that ancient religion hasn't given yes. you yeah. enough, you know, clairvoyance to conjure up the stolen data. To, oh, yeah, yeah. You know. 
But um, yeah, so uh, but it's fascinating to me how much more Lucas had done. I mean, not all of it good, but you know, I mean, some of the stuff mm-hmm. that's coming out now that people say, "Wow, he had kind of fleshed out way more of this than I." Lucas thought. is well, has. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lucas. One of the weird things about George Lucas is that oh my God, he cannot write dialogue to save his life. But he can't direct that. He can direct. But he can actually a, do a couple of things well. He can stage incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And he can do amazing world building. Yeah. Where yeah. if you, the whole, co- the whole universe is cohesive and makes sense. And it's very well you know, it wasn't that much. There wasn't much heavy lifting involved. No, in this thing. it's more. You got the good guys. You got the bad guys. It's more complicated yeah. than it seems. Trust me. But Be- in addition to Filoni being so good, the reason why I think that that he has come to be what he is is because he was essentially like instead of the mouth of Sauron the mouth of, of, of <laughs> yeah. Lucas because yeah. he worked on Clone Wars with yeah. Lucas that's a hell of a but visual. he was the one who could actually do screenwriting he could do yeah. a lot of that stuff where Lucas couldn't you just need him as the as the mind and, and Lucas basically kept saying to Filoni this is what I had in mind and Filoni was like oh so that's what you were trying to say okay let me fix yeah, that and then uh, he gets excited hey uh, Philip um, I yeah, no, please. I know you have something to say. So, the so and this is not an offense of Tarkin. I love Tarkin. But, and Rebels gave me a taste of this, and I'm a little bit bitter about it. I need Admiral Thrawn so badly. Oh, that's, I mean, that's where we're going. Yeah. Because so, I've read those novels literally so many times. And he was one of those, like, unlike Tarkin, like you said, who was a a stone cold fascist and truly believe <laughs> Admiral Thrawn in my opinion was a whole lot worse because his ability to l- legitimately and logically justify mass murder on an intellectual scale was yeah. terrifying and to the point you're sitting there just going I mean I know you're wrong but I kind of believe this logic you explain it to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the cool thing about Tar- uh, him as of Thrawn is that he did something that Tarkin didn't do that he could basically respect the enemy and basically take apart the enemy understand his way of the way of thinking of the enemy and think mm-hmm. like the enemy and that's scary for a bad guy that he is not suffered the concept of hubris which is basically what brought he was Tarkin ca- down and he was charismatic like, yes. he yeah. was really charismatic <laughs> yes. I mean, and I he was that's... an alien no less that's where we're going with that Ahsoka. That was really interesting. Yeah. You know? I mean, the fact yeah. that Thrawn was an alien. I mean, yeah. and in fact, the only alien that Star Trek, listen to Star Trek, that Star Wars has ever <laughs> depicted in a leadership role like that. For the Empire. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, which means this guy, I mean, because, and, and that's one of the action, more interesting yeah. things because there was absolutely a philosophy of eugenics that oh, yeah. Palpatine employed. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. for Thrawn to be in the role that he was, and it's interesting the observation that you made about that, Philip, because th- this guy was so bad, the Emperor's like, <laughs> Damn. you know, you're an alien, but I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think especially because of the sequels, you know, we're not really going to be going towards that route too heavily obviously if luke is involved yeah we are to a degree but well not just that i think i think they're trying to especially with you know ahsoka having dropped the thrawn bomb uh Mm -hmm. that's kind of going to be more of the direction i think we go with these years after return of the jedi and filoni is going to miss he's going to fix the mess with the sequels i assure you the whole 
he's gonna make somehow the sequels work. We that's between him, between the comics, between yeah, yeah. all of it. It's gonna yeah. make it, it's, it's gonna, gonna make it okay, and we're gonna. The, the good the good sequel content won't be the sequels it'll be everything surrounding it yeah mm-hmm. I agree with her completely yeah mm-hmm. and I think and I think it's that for Star Wars it, and I don't know why they won't let it go but they have the ability through video games and, and like the TV shows to really expand the universe which is yeah. the part I want desperately like we and honestly if you take all if you take the movies and you take the shows we still haven't seen a lot of the Star Wars universe. Correct. Like, there is so much out there. Like, you just see random people showing up going, where is that dude from? Where are they from? Because why, why else is it called of- Star Wars? It's an entire exactly. galaxy <laughs> that is in a galactic battle. But to be fair exactly. to, to Disney, part of the reason in <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, they basically <laughs> decided to stick in one place <laughs> is because of real-life COVID. And basically, production was limited in terms of what I just think do. Robert Rodriguez threw that thing into the ground. But uh, oh yeah, I don't hate oh, the story; yeah. just hated the execution. He, but he, I he's gonna if he goes to a Star Wars <laughs> convention, he's gonna get chanked. I really hope he doesn't do that. I I mean, I, I, the boat, it was good for what it was. Like I said, it gave me more Ming Na, which I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah, excellent place, my friend. Mm. I, I'm just Ming, so happy that Kevin. <laughs> All I can say is one man's trash is another man's treasure, you know. And, is- and and I found that fans in general lack a certain objectivity about those things <laughs> that, no. that they love. No. You know? I mean, no. it's, and in I mean, fact, Star Wars it, fans are the oh, worst. Oh, yeah. oh God, yes. Well, Even Star Trek fans say, "Damn." <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would argue that uh, Boston Red Sox fans are the worst. But hey, you know, it's a whole other thing that we're getting into there. Uh, but no, it's um, and what fan comes from fanatic? Yeah, you know, I mean, this is it's not healthy, honestly. No, what a lot of people put themselves through behind all this, mm-hmm. you know, and in in service to this thing that we love, you know, and it's uh, but. At something else and hate to fall back on some of these cliches but uh, you know thin line between love and hate and what you love is likely to kill you and I just made that one mm-hmm. up, but, you know it's a, <laughs> yeah. a, you know I, I've never seen anything more true uh, than with this I, I, except with the possibility of Star Trek and uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna pivot here because uh, we don't have that much time left in the show and I did want to reference this while it's still relatively fresh but the appearance of uh, Democratic Georgia d- Democratic candidate, I can tell I'm going in the right direction. Just by the way, y'all are laughing. Um, yeah, Stacey Abrams, uh, Georgia Democratic gubernatorial candidate, uh, who made a cameo appearance in the season finale of Star Trek Discovery, and mm-hmm. fans lost their minds Reddit behind this. Basically, yes. Reddit basically just composted into flames on my laptop. It's mm-hmm. like, damn. Yeah. Hold, hold just one First second. Of- one second, okay. one second. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 <laughs> FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined by Roberto Ortiz, Camille Richardson, and Black Gorbachev himself, Philip Jean-Pierre. 
uh, we had just started talking a little bit about the season finale of Star Trek Discovery. They just concluded season four on Paramount Plus earlier this week. And lo and behold, <laughs> out of nowhere they that comes <laughs> Stacey Abrams as the president of United Earth. Apparently, Stacey Abrams is a huge Star Trek fan huh. and mm -hmm. knows Star Trek back and forth. In fact, I really hope to be able to meet her so that we can talk about Star Trek <laughs> because mm -hmm. she sounds like she really, really is truly knowledgeable about all the different shows and incarnations, yes. which was why yes. when mm -hmm. apparently this uh, Michelle Paradis uh, approached her last year, uh, an executive producer said, yes, I'll do it. I have one condition. I don't want to know anything about the show other than what I need to know to be able to perform this role, because when the time comes, I want to be able to watch and enjoy it as a fan. I love that. I do, okay. too. I so just have... Yes. Philip, wait, wait. Phillip. Also, I, I would like to chastise Roberto really quickly. So, he Take does, your time. He, there was no spoiler. He did not... There was no spoiler, but he threw some dry snitching techniques a bit, uh, and like, shall we say... Like obfuscating the actual story, he po I forget exactly what the words were, but he literally just posted, "Man, I bet the internet's going insane right now." <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a tag for Star Trek Discovery, and I'm like, "Oh God, what the what, what the hell happened?" So I have no <laughs> idea. First of all, that coming home season finale was one of the most stressful episodes. Yes, thank you. I, I was dreading it because I was like, oh God, I hope they don't do it. Oh God, I hope they don't there do is, it. Oh God, I hope they don't do it. There are so many things that, like it's a great episode. Like it's a great episode, but you sit there being stressed out because while yes, so many is like you go, okay, I kind of figured out what's going to happen. But it is stressful. And like you sit there, you just go, and then to get to the end, you got Stacey Abrams going. Of, and the thing is, while it is a surprise, you sit there going, of course it's Stacey Abrams. <laughs> Who else would it be? Like, it, it is a certain sense of relief, but you're not surprised as her, and you're happy to see her, but you're going, of course it's Stacey Abrams. That's how this show rolls. I, and I love the fact that basically people have been <laughs> accusing the, the show of being social justice <laughs> nonsense propaganda, and they did this well, double did, barrel middle finger comment to everybody saying, uh, yes, we are, and guess what? <laughs> and then they, they do the panel, and they basically show planet Earth from the focus of Africa, and I was like, oh my god, this bravo, it's bravo, bravo. This is well, like and I, awesome. And, and this is the one thing I'll give Discovery that I don't think people pay attention to. Discovery's best episodes are the, the Navarre episodes. Yes. Which, uh, which is like... Well, it's basically like the, it's when uh, Spock's dream of like Romulus and um, Vulcan becoming one nation. That was pretty cool. The yeah. amount, the amount of emotion that they can pull out of you with those episodes. What the first time you see it, they have the actual speech from Leonard Nimoy being shown as a hologram, talking about how he wants the unification to happen. And yeah, you're just sitting there going, yeah, that was cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start balling I, I, right now. And well, the cool, wait, I wait, wait, the best part. But wait, before you get into yeah. that, because I, I just want to, while my computer is uh, helping me out here. 
Um, I, I'm a part of a Star Trek group on Facebook, and in response to this uh, explosion of vitriol over Stacey Abrams, because there was one guy in particular who was like, I don't know why they have to get political with all of this. I try and keep politics out of my business. and uh, it's, it's entertainment. Anyway, so this is what I wrote. Really? Mm -hmm. That's what I wrote. Shocking that more fans fail to recognize that Star Trek has been inherently political since its inception. Yes. The show has promoted a message of multiculturalism and equality while offering commentary on such issues as racism and social equity since the original series. And I tried to write something that would be completely defensible if somebody asked me, well, show us, point out some examples, you know? <laughs> so, but uh, it, uh, it's shocking to me. Now, I'm sorry, Roberto. Well, the weird thing about this, basically, is that it shows me, it, it's the old joke from Twitter is that show me you don't know something by telling me something that does not relate to it. And it's like, by you telling me all that, you tell me you don't get basically not only Star Trek, but most of science fiction in the late 20th century, specifically because mm -hmm. Star Wars, for example, is a parable about fascism, always has been at the heart of it. And the rise of fascism in a society and how hope basically is the antidote for fascism. That's it, uh, in a nutshell. Star Trek is always basically about the fact that things in the in humanity are going to turn really crappy, really bad, but then somehow hope comes in and helps humanity evolve into something better. It's mm -hmm. and it, it, the mere fact that these people cannot get their heads out of their asses and basically see that all this science fiction basically has a point. It's mind blowing to me. It's mm -hmm. it's the interesting thing with Star Trek and Star Wars that I enjoy. Yeah. I, was, I know there's a there's an ongoing conversation as to what direction quote unquote hope is. I, for Star Wars, it's just like the individual can like no matter like you know yes. they, even despite the thing, the individual can make a difference. In Star Trek, it's about the community can make a difference. Yeah, yes, like as a group. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, so that's sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. And also how like organizational. Or organized society because the whole concept of federation and starfleet is a concept mm -hmm. that an evolution of society to a point that the priority is mm -hmm. caring about others can make us better and they, that's a core fundament that's why picard gets so busy all the time because the whole point of <laughs> the starfleet is supposed to be there to help wait a minute do you mean p-c-p-e-a-c-e-y angry or no no <laughs> okay. yeah. or, no no, or, no or, or did you mean p Period C period. No, P I S S Y L. That's a Okay, okay. Yeah. Because, right. because, because there's no such thing as politically correct. That's I cultural know. sensitivity, mm -hmm. which is always desirable. <laughs> but I ain't you gonna know, let nobody Picard, like propagate like foolishness my on my bad. show. <laughs> <laughs> How Picard basically now now and then gives this long speeches. I even Q says, Man, I, I love it when you just start giving one of those speeches. <laughs> 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 but it's about I that. Mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. No, Philip? Sorry. Well, so it was funny you mentioned Picard because, like I said, the second season has started, and I'm watching it, and it is an interesting one. Like, the weird thing about Picard that I enjoy is everyone says it's not next generation. You are absolutely correct. It is not, and it had no <laughs> intention to be. Mm -hmm. This is literally, this is literally them fixing Picard. And I know that sounds weird. Yeah. But the thing, the thing about it is, is that as great as Picard is, he has some demons that even in TNG and in the movies. He never addressed, which parallels yeah. our like people's personal demons. 
in regards to you know fear moving forward fear of like honestly trying to like remember why you were doing anything like what your per like finding your purpose and all and like that's what the two seasons of picard give you which i think is a little unsettling for people because it humanizes picard a little too much for some people because think about it he's an old man like my favorite scene is the one where like in season one he's trying to escape from somebody trying to kill him and he's running up some stairs the man's like 80 years old he yeah. is tired mm-hmm. he gets on top of the stairs he gets on top of the stairs and just starts breathing heavy and i'm like yes that's exactly how it's supposed to happen yeah. like these people what makes star trek great is like these are humans who honestly are trying to do better and try and through the use of like being community by being multicultural and Picard and like, but individually we have to get past ourselves to do that, and that's the thing I enjoy most about the Picard series. Mm-hmm. And Jenny, one know, thing that oh, sorry. I, well, wait, 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 one thing I got to throw in here because uh, Philip, you're on to something, and this is part of the reason that I think Picard works well as it does. Uh, you point out that he's an old man, and yeah. what I saw mm-hmm. in and and that this show is not the next generation, nor is it supposed to be, and all of that is dead on because this is the evolution of Picard. And so frequently Mm -hmm. in popular culture, we do not see these characters actually age. But uh, there was a scene in uh, one of these episodes recently where Q is uh, going on and, you know, being kind of obtuse. And Picard says, I'm too old for your bull crap, you know. And uh, I mean, that's not what he says, but I can't say it on on the radio. And so, um, you know, it, it. Basically, Q is like, oh, you're so salty, you know. And But this is what this guy who is in his 80s, this is who he is now. He's not that guy before. I mean, and mm-hmm. we've come so far from that. Shoot, my daughter isn't real familiar with The Next Generation. I had it on in the other room. She knows who Patrick Stewart is. You know, she's seen him in X-Men and <laughs> what have you. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I said, yeah, that's Patrick Stewart. She heard his voice. She's like, for real? Because, you know, back during Star Trek The Next Generation, he sounded like this. He still had strengthened. Now, no, he said it's kind of like this. And I'm getting you know, a little, you know, exaggerated, but he got old man voice for but, sure. You know. But one thing actually that I'm gonna defend Star Trek over Star Wars is that Star Trek one thing they do well, and even Star Trek Two, the Grail can they address this, is that Trek covers better the concept of aging. Remember how Trek basically? Oh yeah. They talk. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a core topic in Star Trek about the aging, about the evolution of the of the champion, of the hero, of the concept, for example, in Star Trek 2, when he says Planet Genesis and he says, I feel young. And it's mm-hmm. all of, always Star Trek has had no problem. Hell, how they, they killed Spock's dad in Next Generation. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, that they, yeah. They had him having dementia for the love of God. And it's like Star Trek is really good at covering aging happens. It's, it's part of life. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a real thing. And but see, the the characters in Star Trek are they age out. You know, I mean, unless particularly unlike in the comics. Oh my God! But the character, <laughs> I mean, and we, we've seen that actually in Star Wars too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, to a mm-hmm. much greater degree because there are so many more main characters in Star Trek and. Shoot, we've seen it. We've seen it a couple of times over because you've had the original series characters age out, and now we're having the next generation characters age out. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, um, that hurts, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, kind of it, disconcerting, it really but but what it tells you is, I mean, it further reinforces that this stuff is going to be around because yeah. it it's 
And it's got to appeal to a new audience, which is part of what I have come to recognize. It's like, yeah, it ain't all for me, but that's okay. And that's what uh, Leonard Nimoy was telling the fans when he said, hey, pay attention to what Star Trek is trying to show you. It, it, be receptive to it. Find out where it's trying to take you today, you know, because that's not the same place that it took you 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. You know, I mean, this is so, a whole new deal for a whole new audience. All right, Philip, you're getting ready to get the last word. Come on, bring it. Okay. So not to, like, take away from Star Wars or anything, I find that Star Wars is starting to go in that same direction where it's no longer just the individual story, but more like the, 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 the and this is done better in, uh, in um, The Mandalorian, where it's like a collective or a community trying to actually go forward huh. with the stuff. Like, because yeah. Mandalorian does a great job of, like, building his quote-unquote family, uh, when I will say community in this case of trying to like figure out what he's doing by building this process but if you'll notice in Clone Wars and in Rebels um, and, and obviously in Mandalorian and Boba Fett to an extent they're trying to build like groups and collectives to help them become better it yeah. is an interesting concept that, that strays away from the original movie of just like the singular hero gotta get you there because we're almost out of time for this episode <laughs> I'd like to thank my panelists and you too for tuning in of course Fantastic Forum is also a television show visit the website at fantasticforum.tv find out when and where it airs in your area the show also is available as a podcast on all the platforms where your favorite podcast is available re-airs each and every Thursday right here on WERA from 3 to 4 p.m. And be sure to come back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people. Thanks for tuning in.